Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Horror Hangout Podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor Kate, and I'm joined by my regular host, Mr. It's Mr. Ben Errington. I said that like I needed a wee, but that's that's not true. Just had a wee. You just had a wee, haven't you? What, how would you rate the wee out of ten? Three out of ten. It wasn't much, much to it. It wasn't one of those ones where you have been holding it in for ages. And you know, you just... It feels like you, if you arrived at the toilet like um, half a second later, it would have been bad. <laughs> and you get to it, yeah, but you get there just on time, and it's like Indiana Jones are sliding you, through the. Are you the kind of per- <laughs> <laughs> are you the kind of person who, who who wakes up in the morning dying for a peep, and they'll get up immediately, go and get back in bed, or you just leave it as long as you can, hold it in until the very last moment. I don't wake up needing the pee normally, which not means in the maybe of- I've wet the bed at some point and not realised. <laughs> Sometimes I don't wake up needing a pee at all, and some idiots spill the drink everywhere. I just sweat a lot around my middle. Oh, well, a lot of yeah. information. I yes. go to the toilet, but I don't actually go to the toilet. If, if you know what I'm saying, you secrete. Yeah, yeah. I see what you, I see what you mean, mate. It's all coming out of you in sweat. It's all coming That's out. That's lovely. Out. Oh mate. shit! Oh, these sound delightful. Okay, so uh, yeah, how's it going? Are you flowing? Yeah, fine. I'm flowing. Good. I'm feeling good. I don't need a wee yet. Maybe later. I've got like a big, I've got like a giant bladder mug of coffee. <laughs> it's huge. Look, it's so yeah. milky. I feel like that's going to piss through me and then I'll piss. That's... <laughs> yeah, it's going to piss right through you and make you need a piss. So, um, I've got some horror news for you. It's not really horror oh, news, you... but it sort of is. So, the Empire Magazine have changed their top 50 horror movies of all time list. They've updated it. I know. Um, are they? They're, they're literally shitting on our doorstep here. I know. So I've had a quick flick through. At cursory glance, I can't quite see what exactly they've changed. But I can see that the skin I live in is now gone. It's been demoted. Okay. Been one relegated. of the most... One of the most popular episodes of ours on, on oh, yeah. YouTube. I say, I say popular like it's been viewed 
a lot more than the other videos. Yeah. But um, is... that's one of my favourite films as well, like from that list. Yeah. Maybe because it wasn't all out horror. It is kind of, but um, okay. So that's gone. Hereditary is now in there at number 35. Shaun of the Dead is now 31. I'm sure that was way higher up the list than that before. Mm. I thought it was like yeah, 15 was. or something like that. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, a Quiet Place is in there at 24, which I'm a bit. I don't know. If... Behave yourself. Empire, please, trying to please the big wigs. Yeah, I feel like they're trying to please the please the audience there. Like they're playing to the crowd because that. I mean, okay, if you're gonna put it in, that's fine. Put it in around forty nine, fifty. <laughs> but like twenty four above Shaun of the Dead, above Predatory, above loads of great films. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, Get Out great. is in yeah, there, that's... but oh sorry, Get Out was in last time, but now it's in at nineteen, and it was like forty eight or something before. Was it? Yeah, it was quite. I'm pretty sure it was one of the first episodes we did. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it was. But I thought we did it because it came out of the cinema. I couldn't remember us doing it because it was in the list. Oh well. Really? Well, I don't don't fully remember. Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> I thought we did it because in the list would have been up. Um, but it's at 19 now. Yeah, I think we've lost we've yeah. lost a few other films in there. The top 10, I think, is about the same. But it's just interesting to see. Any the... it chapter one? No, that was on there before, wasn't it? Was it? No, 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 it wasn't that. I I feel like in terms of recent horror films, um, if you're gonna put anything, I think it chapter one has been because it's not just about how good a film it is; it's how good of a cult, how big of a cultural impact it has as well. I think that has to yeah. be factored into it. Like it's not the be all and end all, but I, I think this this version of Pennywise is like is punctured like the zeitgeist. Like it's in everyone's mind. Everyone knows this version of Pennywise now, and it's like in all yeah. the other trailers. Like all the trailers for other films are like riffing on this film. Yeah, and I mean it's a completely different take on the character than what Tim Curry did. But yeah, I don't think they're in more the same, same realm. Yeah, yeah, a lot more eye work. But I don't think they're in the same realm as like a film as a whole. Taking those performances out of it, the films as a whole. Like I've spoke to people about it, and people have gone, "Oh, I preferred the original." I don't think. And I go, and I go, yeah. the original what? And they go, the original film. I go, well, it was a miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> But I think they're not in the same realm um, at all because it's you know there isn't any gore or guts or anything. It's kind of just a very yeah stripped down version of the story that gets a bit tedious after a while. Um, so yeah, I think if you're going to include anything in terms of modern releases, I think It Chapter One would definitely trump A Quiet Place. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think A Quiet Place is is good. Like it's very solid. I just kind of feel like it's. Uh... I don't know. I maybe it's just me. It just hasn't impacted me quite as much as some of these other horror it films. It hasn't impacted me at all. Like it's not a yeah. film that I would. I, I feel like I want to go back to, or it's not a film like I yeah. discuss when I talk about recent horror films that have, you know, really done a number on me. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll go and give the, little, the list a little look and see see how wrong they've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Should do our own. Should do our own. Uh, okay. All right, all right, guys. I'll do this list for you. Okay. Have you uh, watched anything good this past week? Have I watched anything good this yeah. past week? I have watched. I I rewatched Hereditary. Oh, okay, um, cool. I watched. I watched it with someone who hadn't seen it before, so I got to see the instant reactions to some of the best moments in that film, like firsthand. Yeah. Um. You know, even when I saw that things were coming, I kind of just had one eye on this person just to see. Anyway. Hey, oh, 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 no. 
<laughs> like, like that. And yeah. I think it's I think it's even more effective than when I watched it in the cinema. Because when I watch it in the cinema, like the people I watched it with, people are laughing at stuff, and like yeah. there is a gen- general general con- confusion amongst the audience. There's a general. Well. In the audience. There was a general in the audience, and general he was saluting. And he, huh? he fired his he fired his musket at the screen. <laughs> um, but I think this time I got a chance to really sort of absorb it and yeah. sort of there were loads of things that I'd kind of forgotten, like things yeah. that obviously because I know what the story was and I know what the outcome of that story was, I was on the lookout for various other things. And there were some great little clues sort of left left around and, you know, yeah. people in photos. And it's a really like unnerving. I, I think it is a truly is a truly harrowing experience. Um but yeah, I think I was due a rewatch. It'd probably been, you know, well over a year since I saw it the first time. But yeah, so I bumped up my score, mate. So my score originally, I'd given it an eight out of ten, and that's not the. I think maybe. What's that? When we watched it, B plus or something. I'm pretty sure I would have been around. I think an a, I think it's an A. I think yeah. it's an A. Yeah. So or an A minus. Maybe. Yeah. So now I bumped up to nine out of ten, which is maybe an A, just an A. Yeah. And A just a, a solid A. <clears throat> a solid eight. So I think I've bumped it up to that because it's it's a difficult one because it's you know a lot of people saying oh, I prefer Midsummer to Hereditary. I prefer Hereditary to Midsummer. They are very very different but very similar at the same time. Like mm. there are lots of similar themes and and things, but it's just a very different film. And yes, they're both about grief and loss and yeah, but this is a completely it's almost like a heartless film. It's got like no heartless. redeeming. <laughs> It's a heartless film, yeah. There's like no redeeming arcs for anybody, you know. Uh, there's no, yeah. I mean, no one, no one's essentially the antagonist. That's a protagonist of this film. Everyone gets the shitty end of the stick, really. But uh, yeah, if you, <laughs> if you, bleak, how, yeah. how many times have you seen it? Have you seen it just once? Uh, that once in cinema. I, need, I was going to get yeah. the Blu-ray pretty it's soon. Def- I think you can give it another go. It's definitely worth. It's definitely worth a rewatch. I mean, the soundtrack as well yeah. is. I watched. Is, uh, is, so someone put a video somewhere. That guy, is it Colin Stetson or the guy who does the soundtrack? He, yeah, I think so. The way he does it, he does that uh, never-ending breathing technique. I think it's got an actual name. It's not that. <laughs> Where it's like the way he plays the, the saxophone or the yeah, yeah. the trumpet. He's like breathing <laughs> in through his nose whilst he's playing out at the same time. So it's like, like continuously loop, like looping over. Yeah, it's insane. And it sounds it's- fantastic. His lungs are so strong. He could yeah. blow up our water bottle. I think the way it works is one lung exhales and the other lung inhales at the same time so it's like <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's, it sounds pretty good but yeah, yeah especially the the finale and the final swell of that music as, as sort of things are revealed and yeah it's it's just it's just bizarre so it's a really unnerving it's a oh it gives me the gives me the creeps and there are so many moments in this film where if it was a a, a, a sort of different filmmaker or or yeah. you know one of the standard jump scare crapolas <laughs> there, yeah. there are so many moments where you're like there's a jump scare there a, a, a jump scare could go there but they're not like the jump the jump scare sort of uh, moments are like almost silent and so, someone in the corner oh or just some, yeah some... I, I don't, i'll never forget that bit in this in the cinema watching the i think one of them wakes up and he thinks he sees a ghoul or a ghost in the corner of the room and i don't think i've seen the film ever do it quite as effective as that where you're really not sure if there's something there or not uh, so I'd like to watch it again just to see. There's a few moments where it's sort of like POV, so it kind of like it kind of just skims over something they're looking at, yeah. and you kind of see it in in real time. And 
yeah, I mean, they're so effective, those moments. And even the moments, you know, that, that are jump scares, essentially, are yeah. just done with such with such um, patience, I guess. It's just like, you you know you're waiting for something, and when it comes, you feel like it's earned that it made me go, whoa! <laughs> I'm looking forward to go, again. That's kind of it. I've been watching a few other bits and bobs, but nothing particularly horrific. I saw a cool short film. I don't watch short films very often anymore. Every now and again, I randomly stumble upon one. It's called Stay at Home Dad. It's about 15 minutes long. It's on YouTube. Written by Cody Goodfellow, directed by John Skip and Andrew Cash. And it's about a guy who um, has boobs. A man has a dad who has boobs and is feeding, he's like crying as he's feeding his baby. And then it sort of gets kind of weird from there. Um, and it just, um, it, he sort of wants to, his wife's the breadwinner, so he stays at home. And then he has an operation to have boobs. And then he feeds the baby, and it sort of plays on some Lovecraftian crazy. There's a lot of like um, stop motion animation thrown in there that has a sort of eighties horror feel to it. Um, boobs, stop motion it, boobs, <laughs> stop motion boobs, uh, and it's good. I mean, there's, there's like Cthulhu stuff going on. There's tentacled creatures going like all over the shop. So if you're into that kind of thing, um, I'd recommend it. There's also another one, actually, that reminds me. There's another stop-motion short film that is really worth watching uh, called When Susurus Stirs. It's, by, it's based on a short story written by the guy... I lent you a book ages ago called In the River, In This River by Jeremy Robert Johnson. Yeah. It's based on a short story of his, and it's the most obscene, grotesque, body horror film. Not just, like, short film, like, film that you've never seen, but it's all, like, stop-motion, sort of physical, practical effects. Um, it's very R-rated. <laughs> But um, for like really rated, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely worth watching. So if you're up for a couple of practical effects short film, short horror films, those are definitely recommend those. That's good, man. Did I ever give that book back to you? I've never I've seen you in person since then. Uh, seen yeah. you in that's, spirit. That's, that's a good excuse, if anything, isn't it? I'll get it. I'll get it sent up on the Amazon Prime, mate. That'll uh, <laughs> your brand new copy. Um, I, I watched a short film actually. I don't know if you've seen this advertised. Obviously, a little bit more mainstream, but Jurassic oh, yeah. World. Dropped a, a little short film called Battle at Big egg. Rock, which is dropped an egg, dropped a dinosaur <laughs> yeah. egg, uh, directed by Colin Trevorrow, obviously, who did Jurassic World. Did he do? No, he didn't do Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, Eight-minute short film. So, obviously, spoiler alert for Fallen Kingdom. Have you seen that? No, that's a that's a newer one, right? Latest yeah. one. Yeah, I've not seen it. Oh, I was just about to do a spoiler alert. It's, I mean, it's not huge, but kind of... Basically, some there are some ideas put across in this film that humans and dinosaurs are going to need to coexist at some point what? somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, it is a bit like, I mean, that wouldn't happen. People, get, people they get round, rounded up pretty quickly. There's not like thousands yeah. of them. There are probably less than 50. Uh, okay. But yeah, so basically it, it plays upon that. For people are um, having a nice family camping trip at Big Rock National Park and some dinosaurs turn up, and obviously chaos ensues. So, I mean, if anything, this short film shows that humans and dinosaurs can't really coexist. Yeah. Uh, even even if they're big, big, cute um, uh, plant eaters. What word am I thinking of? Herbivores. Herbivores, that's what I meant. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, you know, if, if these... And there's some interesting bits in the credits as well. They're pretty fun. They kind of lean he- even heavy, even more heavy... Even heavier, even more heavier, heavier. Even more, even more, more heavily, 
Yeah. There we go. I'm good at that. I'm good at the English, mate. I'm a writer. Remember that. Uh, There's some fun mid-credits bit, which kind of lean heavy on the on the world, dinosaurs and humans coexisting, um, and cool. the carnage that would that would ensue. So should I watch that before? Get, if, I was going to watch that before I watched the Fallen Kingdom thing. Yeah, watch it before. I don't think it's okay. gonna. You're not gonna get mugged off. You know. <laughs> Fallen Kingdom, there's not like stuff in it where you're like, oh wow, this has completely changed my idea of what a Jurassic Park film could be. Yeah. It's just like this. It's a bit like, uh, yeah, okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> All right, is, is that like an impression of one of the smaller dinosaurs? Is it? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, Stephen King's new book is out as well. So uh, Institute, I've got that on Audible, and I've started listening to that. Um, seems a bit like it's going to be. Like there's like dark forces and gifted children and uh, an institute, <clears throat> so maybe like a bit X, yeah. maybe like a bit X Men or like a bit like everyone's a bit like Carrie, yeah. Where they've got people have got a bit of startery or something. Fire startery, yeah. So I've just cracked into that. I've probably only listened to about thirty minutes of it so far, but you know, the, the last three or four of Stephen King releases I've I've um, read, so I thought maybe I'll have a little audible session. Yeah, you know. the outsider was good. Did you, you read that one? I sure did. Yeah, I loved the outsider. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there was the other one recently, Sleeping Beauties, which, which was like a massive one. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. Yet. I didn't get around to that one, no. but um, yeah. Well, speaking of Stephen King, bad. um, yeah. This week I went segue, to check man. out. Thank you. This week I went to check out the new It's movie, um, It Chapter Two. Interestingly. It chapter one wasn't called it chapter one. It was just called it, and then this one's called chapter two. Imagine reading a book and it's suddenly like you're halfway in. It goes chapter two. You know what? So I just read chapter minute. one. <laughs> yeah. I didn't sign up for this. So if yeah. you got some, I mean, it's, info... maybe it's one of those things where like they were like, we don't know how well it's going to do. But I thought they'd already or, originally At planned. the end of it, chapter one, which wasn't called it chapter yeah. one. It said it chapter two, didn't it? Yeah, I think, I think it, it did. did. Yeah, maybe chapter two. The kids, the Losers Club, will return. Yeah. Okay, so Spider-Man It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2 is a 2019 American supernatural horror film and the sequel to the 2017 film It, both based on a 1986 novel by Stephen King, also called It. So 27 years <laughs> after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, Losers Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. It's PPI. <laughs> That's that's ending soon, isn't it? There won't be such a thing as PPI soon. I think the the statute of limitations is running out or something. So what? I know, yeah. Uh, so rotten. This one hasn't scored as well as the first one. Sixty um, percent Rotten Tomatoes, seventy nine percent audience score. Uh, Seven out of ten IMDb. The Rotten Tomatoes aggregator text, whatever they call that bit, says it. Chapter two proves. Bigger doesn't always mean scarier for horror sequels, but a fine cast and a faithful approach to the source material keeps this follow-up afloat. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, how did you uh, feel about it? I mean, I've got to be honest. Like when Eight Chapter One came out, I think we were riding on a new wave of Stephen King sort of uh, uh, fandom, new adaptations, new books were coming out, and it just felt very sort of like we were hitting some Stephen King prime. I'm kind of I'm kind of a bit bored of the the Stranger Things style kids attack a monster thing now. I don't know about you. So I wasn't looking forward to this one as much as the previous one. 
I mean, I was looking forward to this a lot. Um, think about how we felt at the start of the year, you know, that we were going to get Pet Cemetery, Yeah. Uh, it Chapter 2, um, what else? Castle Rock. Yeah. You know, it's, it's gone like Stephen King crazy, but nothing has really, like, been, oh, my God, wow. And I loved It Chapter <laughs> it Chapter 1, or It was, yeah. was great. Pet Cemetery was kind of lame. Um, and I think this is fine. Um, I think it's good. It emulates a lot of what, happened in the first film and does it well um it's long and you know i'm not yeah. the kind of person to go bloody hell that's a slog i mean i'll, I'll i'm fine to sit down and, and like a good boy and you know watch eat my popcorn and stuff but it didn't the first two hours kind of yeah kind of went by quite quickly for me same yeah but, I think a lot but, of people the, but the really final moves. yeah but the final 50 49 50 minutes it did kind of feel like, oh, come on, wrap it up now. It could have easily been. Do you feel like it started to, because I did the same thing, I started to check my watch about two hours in, uh, when he went into the sewers. Did you think that's because that's when it starts to tread the ground of the first one? And this is what I said was the problem with doing the book in two separate stories, because in the book, these happen at the same time. So the final fights. Yep. Uh, sort of end happening at the same parallel. time. Parallel, yeah, exactly. Like parallels yeah. of them, yeah. So the, the similarities in 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 the way the, what happens and the ending are supposed supposed to be similar. But now it feels like we're going over old ground. We've kind of already We've seen, already it. done it, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And it almost felt like in the finale when people got split up and there were more and more you know visions and dream sequences and that. Yeah. It almost felt like right. Well, we've had enough of this. We less less. Let's get the wheels in motion. Let's have a finale. It could have easily lost thirty minutes and been just as effective. And I, I don't would like think to it see was... uh, a supercut. Let's see someone take the f- both films and yeah, sort of make a three-hour cut out of out of all of, out of both of them. It almost feels like Pennywise's presence in this film. It doesn't, even though like yeah, there's loads of him and there's loads of you know him terrorizing them as adults and stuff. It doesn't quite feel as as intense. In the yeah. first film, I was like, "Oh, here he comes!" Whoa, whoa. This film is yeah. like, "There he is, not not him." <laughs> yeah, him. he's trying to more ludicrous in this one, which yeah. I think is okay because it's kind of like a Freddy Krueger sort of thing. Like he gets more ludicrous as time goes on. But yeah, that's not to say I think it was smart by including a couple of scary scenes because there's one scene in this one that I found more like at both films. I think the most scary, maybe on par with Georgie's death at the beginning of the. First one, it was like the under the bleachers bit, the little girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very creepy. Is his I eyes? Think, yeah, that's that's where that's where it really does come into its own, which is when you've got these interactions between Pennywise and like an unknown an unknowing kid. This is the thing, like Pennywise threatening a kid is scary. You're like, oh my god, he's going to eat that kid or kill that kid or whatever. When he's yeah. threatening one of the main characters, you're almost a bit like. Yeah, I mean, I know. Obviously, he, he's there's just as much of a threat from him to adults because we see in the, yeah. in the in the opening and obviously other things. But it just doesn't feel his presence doesn't feel as it almost feels like he's going about doing these things. But does he really care? Whereas in the first film, it's like yeah. it's everything to him. He needs to feed. He needs to he needs to taste the fear. All of these things in this film, it feels like he's kind of just going about doing these things, and then yeah, there's the same thing know. as well uh, where. I feel like he doesn't pose any threat because he's had them in his grasp before and not done anything. I know people say it's about him trying to salt the meat, but 
I think they get to a point where it's like, yeah, but you're gonna die, mate. Like the genuine kill you. (laughs) You need to genuine threat. I think, which I think he does well in the first film as well, is when he manipulates others to to like attack the losers club. So Henry Bowers in this one, um, like, does feel like a genuine threat. Even though it's it's a little bit goofy, I thought the Henry stuff this time. But the when when he's got a knife, like. He's a physical presence, and he does feel kind but of again. Scary. I feel like they. I feel like he was gone. He was. He was done and dusted and dealt with pretty quick, sharp. You know, I think it does well at keeping some stuff from the book. Like, I mean, it doesn't lean massively into the you know parallel. Is it like interdimensional stuff? But we get the we get the like Native American um, Ritual sort of, of flashbacks chud. and rituals yeah. of chud and all that stuff. Uh, we don't get like a cosmic turtle. Or any mention of cosmic material, we don't get the losers' club having to have sex with each other to get out of the sewer in adult yeah. or child form, you know, because it's going to raise a lot of questions. Um, but yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, so uh, let's talk about this cast, the staff, because the staff, the staff on 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 the shift are pretty good, um, pretty well chosen. We've got Jessica Chastain taking over as Beverly Marsh, pretty spot on. Casting uh, James McAvoy playing Bill Denver, a little bit off left field, I think, but James McAvoy can do anything. Um, Bill Hader as Richard Toji. A lot of people are saying he's like Oscar worthy. I'm like, that's a bit far fetched. I mean, he's great in this; like, he's fantastic. <laughs> Oscar worthy. But Oscar oh, yeah, he's worthy. great. But you know, he's just he's he's Richie grown up, right? Like, yeah, he's doing it very very well. And it's, there's a couple of emotional beats that were really good. But I mean, Oscar worthy. That's ludicrous. Uh, it's, I, I don't know how to say his name. It's uh, Mustafa. So, say Mustafa, did you know he no. is the Old Spice dude? What, the Musley guy? Yep. The Musley Old Spice guy? Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. So, I was just I was just stumbled across something where it said, oh yeah, and the guy from Old Spice advert is, is Mike. And I was a bit like, oh my god, yeah. So, That's he's crazy. the only one yeah. who stayed in Derry. Everyone else has moved away, but he's the only one who stayed. and yeah. of, So, he hasn't forgot anything. He remembers everything. Jay Ryan is taken over as Ben Hanscom. Ben Hanscom is a sort of the chubby kid <laughs> who has grown yeah. up into a sort of uh, a male glamour model slash architect slash like a very uh, sort of gravelly, lovely voice. <laughs> like he's um, he's turning into like the perfect man. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ, Luke. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, James. Were you all right in the on. film? Did you, did, did, I had to did you step watch out a couple of times. James <laughs> Ransone uh, plays Eddie Casper. Eddie, that's like a perfect casting. Like, he looks yeah, like yeah. a guy grown up. Same with Jessica Chastain. And he's sort of got the same uh, way about him, the same sort of time of his voice and everything. He's um, he's basically grown up to be the same person, but instead of his mum dictating everything to him, it's his wife, which yeah. happens in real life sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Andy Bean plays Stanley Yoris. Uh, no! not, not the same Mr. Bean that you're thinking of now. <laughs> Different Mr. Bean plays Stanley Yoris. I mean, he looks, like, he looks a lot like how you'd imagine a grown up. Uh, and Bill yep. Skarsgård plays Pennywise. He looks exactly like he would grown up for 27 years. Fantastic work. Um, um there are, yeah. there are a few there are a few scars guards, aren't there? There's Alex Skarsgård. The dad Don't is you, like there's a family tree of them. If you look, like there's 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 tons. Dad of Skarsgård. But I get confused. There's a Pete there's a Peter Sarsgård as well. He's not involved, is he? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> like... That's the thing about them. Nobody knows who how many's in the family. Even they don't know who they're related to. 
They just assume they're related. To well, one of them pops up as the lead in a film every now and again. Well, I don't know Bloody Bill. I didn't know Bobby Skarsgård was was any good. Oh yeah, he's won an Oscar now. It's like the um, what are they called the uh, family who's in everything in American films. Um, Baldwin's. Baldwin's. Yeah. Although we only care <laughs> about Bloody Baldwin's. We only so care Bill, about um, Bill Skarsgård is only twenty nine years old, which means he was only twenty seven when he played Pennywise originally. He's pretty good. He is kind of freaky looking in general. Like uh, that eye thing. It, that's not special effects. He actually do, he can move his yep. eyes independently, like a chameleon. Very dribbly. Very very dribbly, dude. That's why they cast him. They were like, I can't he's read not, the script. He's not like over the top either. Do you know what I mean? Like he monologues a bit, but not loads. Uh, he insults the Losers Club a bit, but not loads. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It just doesn't feel like he's too. Too over the top and theatrical and ridiculous. You know when sometimes villains in films are a bit too theatrical and just like just stab him. Yeah, he's doing all this. Just stab him in the neck. So that's one good thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, we start off um, exactly the same as the book. Which uh, so there's basically um, a, a young gay couple get abused um, and it's quite difficult to watch. Really, uh, it's difficult to read. Yeah, because the, the homophobic youths, I mean, they're little shitbags, mine. There's yeah. one of them in particular, I'm like, oh, you little shitbag, yeah. I would like to need you. The one who stole the hat, stole, steals the hat. <laughs> the one who stole <laughs> the hat on his head. Um, yeah. So they beat up the, the, this, uh, this gay couple and they chuck one of them over into the river. Um, and just as he's being dragged away by the river, Pennywise finds him, pulls him out, bites his boob, <laughs> eats his boob off. This is weird, like, I feel like as an opening scene, maybe we didn't need to see that. Maybe we could just seen Pennywise take him and then couldn't find him, and then the balloons float out from underneath the bridge. We kind of get like the exact scene of of, of um, George getting his arm bit off, but obviously out in, yeah. not in broad daylight, but out in the open like that. Considering I, I don't know, it feels like would he let someone see him and not? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, I saw. Some people saying that the scene was unnecessary because of the the gay bashing aspect of it, but I feel like part of the book that gets lost in the translation is the um, the fact that when Pennywise this every twenty seven years, it's not just Pennywise that returns, but it's like the evil of the town, like yeah, the town yeah. itself becomes infected. And and I think what feels particularly um, impactful about this is that obviously Pennywise, in terms of this gay couple getting attacked and one of them getting thrown into the river. Like that person's a victim there. They've been a yeah. victim of an attack, but Pennywise is attacking and killing him. So it's like, obviously, Pennywise has got absolutely no, yeah, you know, he's moral an opportunist, compass. if anything. Yeah. He's got no moral compass. Like, he's not thinking, right, they were attacking them. I'm going to go and kill them. And I, he's, his moral compass is, he, well, as I said, he's opportunistic, where he's just going to yeah. kill and eat whoever's fallen in the river. Gay, straight, <laughs> yeah, black, white, he'll bite you. And on the suck bum. You. and the boob, on the bum and in the boob, and then yeah. the boob and then on the bum, and it rip your arm off, and it don't matter. See, that's why he goes for kids. It's weird though because in it chapter one, does he kill any adults? He kills this same adult. Well, they're kind of like young adults, aren't they? Um, he, he, Adrian, I think they're. they're oh yeah, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, opens in the same way. Um, oh yeah, this is the first scene of the book, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and then it cuts to the Georgie scene. Um, so then we kind of have a whole a whole section where Mike 
is calling around everyone and we get to see they've all moved on in their lives and they've all become very successful in different bits of their life like um uh Jessica Chastain is now own owns a clothing label. Uh Bill Denver is now the Stephen King. Essentially he's, he's a novelist with movies out and they keep they yeah, keep talking about how he can't can't <laughs> yeah. finish like can't end books properly. Yeah, it's a bit harsh, isn't it? Um Ben Hanscom is a like I said, a, a male model, super sex star, slash architect. Um who else the Richard Toad is a stand up comedian in America. Uh Eddie Kasprak is he owns like a limo service in America in New York. He does um, like um what does he do? Um, like risk assessments or something like that. Oh I think. yeah, they changed that then because yeah, they did change it. That yeah, makes more sense that, though. So. Risk assessment does make more sense for yeah. his character. Um, and Stanley seems to be fairly successful because when we see him, they're either booking a holiday yeah. to like Bali or something like that or somewhere nice. Yeah, he seems to be doing all right for himself. Maybe he's saved up. Um, but yeah, everyone sort of reacts in different ways. Um, some well, they've all kind of rich... forgot about it as well, haven't they? And they've all. Yeah. But just hearing, you know, come back to Derry because it's returned, it does sort of awaken something in everyone. Because when you think about it, a lot like if this was real life, a lot of people just wouldn't come back. They'd be like, what? If they, especially if they didn't remember, they'd be like, what? No, I got yeah. fingers on, mate. But they, they, got sort bloody... of, they see the scar on the hand and it's like the first time they like forgot that yeah. it was there or something. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, everyone reacts differently. Richie like throws up. Uh, Eddie crashes car. Um, but yeah, everyone does agree agree to to come back except Stanley. Yeah. Who very quietly and very, you know, there's no uh, hurrah about this. He just goes and commits suicide in the bath. Yeah. Um. So Jessica Chastain, I keep saying Jessica Chastain. What's the character's name again? Uh, Beverly Bev. So she's in an abusive relationship. She gets a call and she's like, "I need to go head back." And then her husband very quickly realizes he's an abusive husband, controlling, a bit like her dad, a bit of a parallel to her dad. Um, in the in the book, there's a great bit where she steals, because he gets the belt, and he's trying to whip her with the belt. Um, it seems kind of harsh for like, the first five minutes of the movie for this scene, because it's pretty high high energy. Yeah. Uh, she steals the belt from him in the book, and she whips his balls over and over again. <laughs> I felt oh, like that yeah. bit was missed. You, you I felt like we missed a close-up of the balls being walloped. To be fair, though, belt. like, this scene, in in terms of the book, this is almost exactly how I pictured it. Yeah, it kind of. Yeah. It, it felt like exactly the same. Uh, uh, sans bull whipping. Yeah. Well, but there's this. It feels really close to the book, for quite a lot of the first hour yeah. or so. Um, so the losers all head back to Derry to go to uh, like a Chinese restaurant. Get yourself start. down a local. Guess up down a local Chinese. What I want to know is what the conversation they had. Where should we meet? Because, you know, as kids, they probably didn't go out for Chinese meals together. And Mike just went, oh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I love Chinese. <laughs> and uh, I am craving one right now. So let's all meet yeah. at a local Chinese. It looks like a good one. It's got like a table that spins around and stuff. And you get fortune cookies. I don't think we actually get fortune cookies in Chinese restaurants here. I just got asked for them, mate. They're under the counter, mate. Oh. <laughs> you got asked for. Them. Can I have a Can I have a fortune cookie? They go. Can you handle it? And I go. I can handle it, mate. Is, don't, um, we, don't, don't we leave in here crying? This is like really nice when they caught. They're all reunited and they're all kind of like, ah, oh, where have you been? And then Levin's like, Richie Toji is like the life of the party. He's like, that's Ben because everyone doesn't recognise him. So like, who the fuck's that guy? And it's Ben. Um, and there's a really funny bit yeah. where he does an impression of Jabba the Hutt. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's lovely. It's like yeah. oh, I want to be, I want to be mates with these guys. That's how I kind of felt. 
Um, but yeah, things things kind of go a bit haywire pretty quickly. Um, and again, these visions are pretty much the same as in the book, right? Like a lot of the things. Like uh... oh, it's exactly the same. I remember the eyeball thing um, and the one one wing thing. Yeah, it's almost identical. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, right? It's a weird one because for me, the true horror nature of films like this get a little bit lost when you kind of know everything's a vision. It's all out, and you, you know yeah, yeah. that everything's gonna just end, and someone's gonna go, "Whoa, it's just a vision." You can I feel like you do kind of lose. I mean, I know that's how it was in the book, but you, again, you lose some yeah. some of the genuine in the first threat. Film, I still, I thought the whole idea was all these visions were still Pennywise. So, like later in the yeah. film, we've got the leper man. He was still Pennywise in the in the first. Yeah. it was still like he could. He could die at that point. Do you know what I mean? It felt like the stakes were at the point where Eddie could die if he yeah. was caught by the leper. In this film, it was just it was just a vision, it wasn't actually there. So there was never any threat of, or it felt that way, and it never felt like there was any threat of him yeah. dying. It definitely felt like that that way, because sometimes people would end up in scenarios and they'd look back at the scenarios and the the place that where they were was completely different. Yeah. Almost like Pennywise had created the vision of that. And again, that so that does kind of take away the genuine threat of Pennywise because it did it was there wasn't really much consistency, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so um, they realised that Fortune Cookies has a bit of paper in it. It spells out, I guess, Stan Stanley couldn't cut it, and we find out that he died. There's a weird. This bit wasn't in the book. Was the whole idea of uh, Bev. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Saying that she saw them all die. And if they don't stop Pennywise, we're all going to die at some point. So they have to stop Pennywise. Which, so were we made to think that she'd seen that when she saw the deadlights in think, chapter yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so Mike's trying to get them all to stay because they've all just they've all suddenly remembered Pennywise at the same time, right? So they're all trying to leave. They're going back to the hotel. Ah, oh, Pennywise. Yeah, I yeah. remember him. He's what's he up oh. to these days? Still, <laughs> yeah. still murdering kids, right? Yeah, that's oh. classic Pennywise. Yeah. I'm off. <laughs> So, um, the, some of, I mean, Richie Toad is heading off. Eddie's heading off. Um, they don't want to stay. They all go back to the hotel. I think Bill goes back to Mike's place above the library, and he realizes that Mike is not very well. <laughs> like he's living well, in like Mike's squalor. Just basically obsessed. He's living in squalor, but he's obsessed with 
Pennywise and he knows all this stuff. He, so he met uh, like a Native American tribe who showed him a vis- vision yeah. of it arriving to Earth. So we see it in like different forms. So it's obviously taken different forms over the years, things that would be, I guess, scarier to the people who were around then. So like some sort of bird thing. Uh, yeah. What else is there? I remember like seeing a like a bird. Big, yeah, it's a bird thing, and then it turns into like a big monster thing. I think it's like a yeah. indescribable monster. And after a while, I, I'll just be a clown. I'll just, I'll just be a clown. I'll just, I'll well, it's weird because when he first turns into a clown, like he's like a man clown, like a um, a man with a big head. Like that's yeah. that's that's the most terrifying thing of all—a man with a big yeah. head, like a man receding clown. hairline. Yeah, maybe he's like yeah. uh, attacking men who are conscious about their hairline. <laughs> Leave us alone, <laughs> all right? We've got yeah. enough shit to deal with over here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he to Mike drugs um, uh, Bill with like a micro oh, yeah. dose of something, just basically so he sees. All, yeah. He saw everything that he sees, like the, with the ritual of Chud, which is basically they've got like a Chud Chud. They've got like a a, a leather box. <laughs> what would you describe it? Leather va- like a leather or something. Yeah. Leather, uh, 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 like a thing which has obviously got all these, all these like markings the on it. The original Tupperware container. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, mate, I've got some leftover spaghetti bolognese here. You got anything <laughs> to stick in it? Stick it in the ritual chud thing. Go on, chud. Go on. Yeah. No, we can't do that. So obviously there's a way of that all these people stand around and you can trap Pennywise inside and, and, and mug him off somehow. Is that right? Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Um, at the same time, Henry Bowers is uh, still he's, he's he lived he lived at the end after the last one, and he went to the mental institution because he killed his dad, and now he's seeing balloons and the the, the dead body. Oh, it's the body of oh, it's his name Patrick Hotstatter, I think. Yeah, it's the it's the body of like his mate from the first yeah. one, and this was good. This was like some really good makeup. Um, he was sort of just a horrible zombie bloke. Yeah. Um. And he's sort of showing Henry Bowers the way. So I'm assuming, obviously he's Pennywise in some form, showing Henry Bowers. There's a lot the of way that kind of stuff in the in the book. The, the stuff where like, kids that he killed, he'd use them as sort of uh, ways to manipulate people. Also, the car that pulls up is uh, the Christine car, although it's not necessarily the Christine car in the book. Anyway, it's uh, meant to be the same kind of car as Christine, and it had a, yeah. like a shining vibe where. You've been lured on by ghosts. Do you know what I mean to yeah, yeah. to do something? Um, yeah, <clears throat> but so Henry so, yeah. attacks. I think it's fairly quick, isn't it? It seems to zoom by. Henry sort of attacks him in the hotel. Is that right? Um, so I think before that happens, I think they have. Um, so he escapes, but then I think we we understand what each loser from the losers club has got to do. They've got to, like retrieve an artifact from their past. Um, and they're all told that they've got like split up and go and find it. I guess this is another thing that kind of happens that really does prolong the running time is that everyone goes off and has like their own individual little experiences yeah. with, with with Pennywise when they try and find these artifacts, which they don't really know. Obviously, Mike is the one saying, "Go off and go off and get your artifact." What would your artifact be, Luke? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but would you? <laughs> I'm trying to work out the best way to do this because it does take ages. Like you only need a couple. Like I think you just need the main one, so maybe um, Jessica Chastain's Bev's one because that's quite a, a good one. This is pretty good, yeah. So Beverly obviously goes back to her old home where there's a elderly woman living. She invites her in for tea. She's creepy, man. She this was the first teaser trailer we saw. In the teaser trailer, it seemed kind of scary. In the cinema, people were howling with laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People she were did laughing. This weird, like, like 
Bev turns one way, she's drinking a tea, and behind her, the woman's like, just like jangling around. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She just sort goes... of like spider walks across the... Yeah, she's just like a little funky chicken dance across the room. Yeah, I didn't like it, because she was like, she was naked, you couldn't see... Yeah. You couldn't see her very well. She was in a dark room and she kind of went. <laughs> I mean, it was freaky. I find it yeah. freaky. And I find the reveal of this, obviously. So Bev goes around her house. She finds like a um, a hole in the wall. She's just like, a hole in the take, wall. Well, she starts taking off the woman's yeah. skirting board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and check, get changing rooms in here. Look, she's fucking. <laughs> she takes off. She finds the letter, obviously, um, the love letter, the winter fire. There you go. Dig, play on that all the time, don't he? Still just... thinks that. Jesus Just Christ. Get over it. Still thinks that Bill wrote it. Idiot. Um, they could have been more subtle on that stuff. Like Every time she reads it, you see Ben looking over like a kicked puppy. <laughs> Just, yeah, he's like, I mean, we get it. It's a tri- love triangle. Why don't we do handwriting test so we can see who's handwriting? <laughs> it's just, oh, yeah. he knows Bill. Oh. So, um, yeah, and then obviously we do get a good reveal where the old woman comes out as like a big, horrible, lanky, saggy boob witch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was yeah. pretty terrifying because there was a few heavy footsteps. It reminded me of that bit in It Follows. You remember that really tall dude? Just yeah, yeah. It was a bit like that. Um, but she, when she gets away, obviously she realises that that house is like condemned. Derelict, yeah, it's like, yeah. Derelict. I actually quite so, like that reveal. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, definitely. So Bill goes back to the storm drain where Georgie had his arm off and he was killed. Um, and there's another little boy there called Dean who's just like milling about. And yeah. Bill, a bit, bit weird, is like going, if you ever see a clown or hear a clown, don't just run far away. Um, but and, he obviously, yeah. and the little boy does say, I've heard voices of a clown and little kids down a bloody shower drain, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bill doesn't really get a proper scare. This... Oh, no, he does, yeah. He puts his arm in the drain. Uh, and then all the arms. Yeah. The fingers grab his yep, arm. Yep, yeah, yeah. So but that ben... one could have been skipped over. I don't think they even needed that scare. He could have just reached in and got the thing. There could have been like a near I think scare. The and... thing is, because everybody needed to go off and have their own little story here, it felt like a lot. Like seven yeah. people going off and or six. Six is it six now without yeah, without exactly. um yeah. and without Stan. Um, yeah, it felt like a lot. Do you know what I mean? It felt like it was almost like I was mentally ticking it off in my head. When I was watching it. I was like, "Well, that's over too." Felt right, a bit like a game, like like collectible. Uh, well, no, I'm not a big fan of those parts of games where it's like collect seven, uh, collect seven, the, collect the... seven scary bits. Yeah. <laughs> um, Who else? And so... I don't think, I don't think they were all like different enough. Yeah. It almost felt like people would just go somewhere. There was something from their past that they kind of hadn't really faced up to. Then there was a scare. Then they got their thing, and then they were like, "Oh, actually, it's all right now." So it Eddie, almost felt like Eddie's was all right. Eddie's went. Eddie went to the chemist, and the chemist yep. farted. <laughs> yeah, because like, it's really weird. It's the same chemist from before. <laughs> I just think the tone of it. Yeah, same chemist. Really, like... He was absolutely. He was ancient, wasn't he? This guy? Yeah. He just sort of walked away. I'll get to you, <laughs> aspirin here. And like it was, um, no. it just like overly com- comedic. Yeah. So Ben goes to like the high school and he remembers like an old encounter he had with it this is something i guess this is something we need to talk about yeah something we haven't talked about they've obviously de-aged the the child actors i didn't even notice when i was watching it did you jesus i i literally couldn't take my eyes off of it everyone looked like everyone looked like ps4 graphics like especially especially richie i've heard a few like like, i was just another podcast talking about and they were like they didn't even notice 
So a few people, they've clearly not changed. So I think Beverly, they haven't changed. I, I think bet the people they changed, they changed Finn Wolfhart, that Reggie told you. Finn Wolfhart, he looks a bit weird, actually. Because he looks 45 now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> him, and they changed Ben. Ben looks very smooth, didn't very really, sheen. Didn't even notice. Yeah. Didn't they get, they get but, voice actors to play, to do their voices as well? Or something. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Because obviously some of them bloody voice dropped, don't they? I don't know. Yeah. I think Eddie, I think Eddie was a little bit different as well. Um, There's a really funny bit of Eddie um, with the bat and ball. I don't really remember that what part it was in or why he was doing it, but he was just just playing his bat and ball. In front yeah, of yeah, space. yeah. Was that when that was when they were under the in yeah. the sort of yeah, underground the clubhouse? Yeah. Thing, yeah, clubhouse. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so Richie goes to abandoned arcade where he finds like a game token. Yeah. We get a little bit of old Henry Bowers bullying him. Um, yeah, we also again, get a gay thing that was that's completely new. Um, oh, was it? Well, he called him a. Well, he sort of had a crush on one of Henry's cousins or something. Uh, when they oh, were right, the game. Okay. I didn't realize that was legit. I thought maybe he was just being pally with him, and he was oh. accused of having feelings for him. But maybe he does or did. I thought. Does. I thought. I thought so because at the end they they changed it so he loved Eddie. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I've got I you. I thought it was kind of a seed for for that. Um, which kind of makes sense. I quite like that they added that that detail. Um, so uh, Richie's scare was quite good. There was the whole thing with the um, oh the, yeah the the, 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 colour, the colours changed. Which yeah. I've only seen that in one film before, and that's the um, in the mouth of madness. You oh that? really? Where like the, the some the... Lovecraftian god thing to change the world the and color, makes it blue. The color, the color grading went yeah, a bit yeah. A bit weird, and obviously this this is from the book as well, isn't it? With the lumberjack statue, it's a bit like the Black Hole Sun music video. His face yeah. kind of like twists and contorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it was pretty scary. But again, I was a bit like, well, it's just a vision. Do you know what I mean? It, again, it, it just felt yeah, like it felt empty. Yeah, and that kind of like li- that kind of loomed over everything for me in this, where yeah. I kind of constantly just felt, well, it's just a vision. Oh, I'll be alright. Well, it's just a vision. Oh wait, hang on a sec. So I thought Bill's thing was the piece of paper with the boat. But then he also yeah. gets the the bike. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. And so obviously we get the big... Stephen King uh, cameo, which is pretty good. I thought Stephen King. Stephen King's a charismatic guy. Like he, yeah, he yeah. plays that quite well. But yeah, again, he go. Good... I hate. I don't like your endings or whatever he says. Like yeah, and that. he was like, and he was like reading one of his books. Yeah. Like you know, it was a bit on a bit on the nose, but but I liked it. And you know, when he turned up, there was a little bit of a mur- little bit of murmuring. In the, yeah. in the crowd, and I was like, "Yeah, come on, guys, that's yeah. right, you know it, keep don't up, you?" Keep up. There's um, I uh, know silver away. There's a funny bit where he says, "I'll, I'll be on." Yeah, so he, I can't think of many actors who could do that with that much like earnestness than James McAvoy going, "I hope silver away." We've like fully like committing to that ludicrous. So this, and the this, bike basically like bends in half, and he like falls over, yeah. and then, but he manages to somehow fix it. He's like, "Yep, yeah, that's all right, that's it." Uh, so. There's a couple of things. So I, I, they're playing to the book, but I don't think it translates that well to today. Like when he said, like, beep, beep, Richie, that stuff's kind of good in the book, but those sort of Stephen King ism jokes, I don't think play very well in today's. Yeah. You mean when the Losers Club are saying that? Yeah, like, the, the way they sort of talk to each other, it kind of doesn't feel yeah, like, very what? real. Like, I don't, I, adult or like friends wouldn't say that kind of thing. Maybe back in the 80s or whenever. I even doubt it then, but yeah, because even back then it kind of feels a bit like a sort of time capsule where yeah. you know it, where every anything goes essentially. But when like Beverly 
when Jessica Chastain is saying it to Richie, I was a bit like, you what? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um, um, but it felt like a more Easter egg than, for, more like an Easter egg than for the story, if that makes sense. Yeah. So some of the other like um, artifacts from their past include like a shower cap, which was Stanley's when yeah. they're in the clubhouse. Um, There's a great bit in the clubhouse also- again with Richie adult Richie doing an impression of Pennywise. I found that genuinely yeah, yeah, that was good. Loud, yeah, yeah. loud, funny. Yeah. He comes out of like a dark corner as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and what else? And Mike finds the rock, which was apparently the rock that started their fight against the Bowers gang. Yeah, it's a great rock fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when do we get the bit when um, Henry attacks Richie in the hotel? Is that next? He goes home, doesn't he? Well, he goes back to the hotel after he gets stabbed by the leper. And he's got like a gun yep. call over him. Um, oh, yeah. And he goes into the shower uh, and he gets stabbed in the face. <laughs> yeah, he gets stabbed right in the face by Richie. Um, sorry, not Richie. Henry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously, Henry's got like a weird. There's a good line, isn't there, when Henry's got like his weird mullet and someone says something about him like, still having a mullet. Yeah. It's probably Richie. It sounds like something he'd say. You get rid of that haircut. You've had it for <laughs> 20 years. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, but he st- he manages to stab Henry in the chest. But... He just gets in the shower quite casually with a knife stick in his face. Yeah, yeah, it's quite good. Um, um, then so yeah, and around, around about this time is yeah he he get Henry gets away, um, but then the group receive a phone. So most of the group are together now, but the group receive a phone call from Bill, who's obviously going through the mill. He's he's like I failed failed to save Georgie, and then there's another boy, this Dean. Um, who is at a carnival, so he sort of goes. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he goes to try and find. This is completely new. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. This is new. He goes to he goes to find Dean because he knows that Pennywise is going to get him for some reason. Uh, I can't remember why he, why he thinks that. Um, but then he goes into like a house and mirrors thing. Um, yeah. The way the Dean kid died is kind of brutal. <laughs> I wasn't quite expecting it yeah, to be that but brutal. Again, this is a problem because of everything being a vision. I just thought, is this a vision as well? Oh no, I thought. And when he died, real, I, but and when he died, I thought, oh, is he dead or is that a vision as well? I mean, that's the yeah, thing. Okay. There was, the, yeah. the consistency was a bit off for me. Like I couldn't tell what was real and what was not. It was weird. They should like, have just his, made everything. His thing real. is like, um, I'm going to give all the adults some visions whilst they go around town eating kids, just munching on kids. Yeah, surely he should be giving the what... kids visions and or like. He might be doing around. that as well. He might be uh, multitasking. Surely he's got the way around. Going. Like you want to salt the easy meat because that's like your kids. They're not going to do much for to, against you. You can salt them, just scare the crap out of them, and you can eat them later on. Like you let them grow like old berries or something. But the adults, get them dead. Get them dead, yeah. mate. <laughs> get them dead right off. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously um, Pennywise no, kills a girl. Yeah. K- kills a girl at a baseball game as well, which is earlier in the film, right? I found that a bit genuinely scary. I just yeah. found it almost unbearable. The but he's counting down, he's not going to blow the birthmark off of her face. He's counting down three, two, one. But that unbearable pause between like it was like he, he's like a wild animal at that point, you just don't know what he's going to do. Terrifying, yeah. That was pretty impactful, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, so after all this kind of happens, they do end up back together and they. They literally retread old ground from here on. Retread out. old ground, yeah. So yeah, so basically this whole final act, I guess, is going back to the old house, which obviously led led down to the sewers before. 
Uh, they do manage to get the best of Henry as well, who goes to where Mike's yeah. in the town hall sort of place. And they do manage to kill him. Well, Richie, did he like axe him in the head? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Henry's dealt with pretty, you know, pretty quick, sharp, and I feel keeping him around may have been a little bit better. But yeah, so now, so now they're on their way to to the house where so Bill's kind of gone there on his own originally, hasn't he? And the others sort of all follow. Yeah. Um, and then basically they go back to the same place, but oh, they yeah, make it. Yeah. They make it to the sewers. The place where they faced it before is like the same but different. Obviously, not loads of kids floating around in the massive. There's the John Carpenter head thing as well, head spider. Yes, this was great. I mean, you, this was a huge, huge homage to the thing, including yeah. including a line which I think is maybe the same. It's exactly the same. The, yeah. It's exactly the same. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This was good. So it's obviously comes out of the fridge, um, and but it's Stan this time. So Stan, a kid version of Stan. Yeah. Um. And I can't remember, does, he, does his head fall off or, or does he knock his head off? Or... I think he just but then off, some, yeah. spi- some spidery legs, very similar to, to, to the creature in the thing. Um, and yeah, this was pretty terrifying because it was running around like crazy. Yeah. Um, and again, it was almost, again, it was retreading old ground because it kind of got like split up in the house. Yeah, different kind of were, They give were um, Richie uh, or someone a um, a bit of fence, <laughs> you're like this can kill him or something. I think that's about that around that point. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this this kills monsters. Uh, why? Well, if you believe it does, you can kind of tell what's going to happen with Richie because not Richie, sorry, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, because he gets a moment where he freezes and he's like in the corner, sort of like I can't, I can't do it. I can't, couldn't help you. So we kind of know that he's obviously going to have a brave, moment of bravery later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, they manage to get down into the sewer, into the old big sort of cave area where they fought Pennywise the first time and they go down a really narrow sort of tunnel well thing. Yeah. Climb climb all the way down there. So which is like they're in the they're in the first level of the boss and they go even deeper. <laughs> yeah. Second level of the boss. Yeah, I mean I don't know how I feel about this entire because I mean what was this last bit? I mean it was them fighting Oh yeah, well, they did the ritual of Chud when he put it all all the stuff into the vase and set it on fire. It, yeah. But then it didn't work, and then we Stanley apparently knew that it didn't work, but for he could, it would work for them for some reason. Um, and then Pennywise comes out as a big spider clown, um, which I mean he does turn to a big spider in, in in the book and the original yeah. series, but I just felt like it was this is it went on for way too long, and it was just. It was doing almost exactly the same as last time, right? I think there's a a bit more again. It felt battle, like a vi- but... it felt like it felt like a video game boss where like it's massive and terrifying, but like it's not. If you just move or just hide yeah. behind things, it's going to be fine. Do you know what I mean? It's going to go yeah. again. And I think they could have done a little bit more with the with the creature design here because yeah. it just felt like Penny Pennywise stuck on a big spidery body. I'd like seen a lot of his design, like one more of his, because the Spider-Man yeah. is the big reveal of of who he really is, but it still felt like he was. So it's supposed to be like the only thing that like human eyes and brains can, can, can put sort of put a, a, a vision to. Yeah. It's almost like we can't comprehend the true nature of, yeah. of what it is. So that's what we kind of see. And I don't know. I just didn't really feel like that. I feel like it just felt like a number I, I... of his, um, illusions sort yeah. of thing. 
and I've I've seen some like fan art and stuff of um sort of a spidery Pennywise, and it looked really good, like a a sort of weird Pennywise face hanging upside down on on a, on a okay. on a like spidery yeah. face. That was pretty creepy. Um, I quite like the deadlights sort of coming down and sort of just hovering there. Yeah, yeah. Because they did some good stuff as well, where the deadlights sort of shone through the back of Pennywise's head. Yeah, yeah. Like his mouth and a big horrible flap. I feel like I could have done with the extra cosmic stuff, like the turtle, or like some weird, it didn't have to be a turtle, but some weird extra dimensional kind macro, of... Is it the ma- macroverse? The macroverse, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could have easily to separate got it from. Yeah, just to separate it from, like if um, they all got caught in the deadlights and then there was a battle on some other cosmic plane in the mines yeah, or something. Because I feel, I feel like the visions now took me out of the final battle. Yeah, I felt like like Beverly being in the toilet with the with the blood rising, Ben being in in oh, the yeah yeah in the in the thing, and then obviously the thing that was good was was um Eddie and Richie doing the doors again, the scary not scary or very scary. Yeah, that was pretty cool because that felt yeah that felt like that was part of this thing. But the, all the visions again just felt like surely Pennywise is trying to kill him. Why is he going right? They've run into that little cavern, have they? I have a vision. Yeah, <laughs> I have a bloody vision. This is sort you out. It's weird, it almost yeah. felt, yeah, it almost felt a little bit. I mean, there, was a, there is a really good moment, which I kind of like, I laughed, but at the same time, I thought it was done really well, which was where the deadlights caught um, Richie, where he's like mid-sentence. Yeah. Um, so he's, saying, I think yeah. he's, try, he's, try, he's trying to save Mike. I think he's shouting something over to Mike. Hey, Mike is dong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not super silly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I think Eddie has his hearing moment when he saves him. He throws a bit of fence. And he thinks he's killed yeah. him, but then he gets this. This is another thing. Like they all go into this final battle with Pennywise. I mean, I can't remember what it's like in a book, but with nothing, they've got no weapons. No, yeah. Apart from that bit of fence, they've got nothing. I think as as kids, you kind of think, "What well, are kids? They're going in there, you know." So they don't really know what's going to. But, but as adults, you might go, it's just "I'll take a bloody crow." Yeah, some baseball bat, rip crowbar, smoke off your bike. Use that. Use anything. Yeah, and I almost felt like, what are they going to do when they've actually got to fight this big spider? Just run away, because there's nothing they can do. Yeah. Uh, um, there's the big reveal um, where... I didn't realise this bit, to be honest, to be fair. Bev and Ben, um, you know, they're made to be with each other because they've got one letter difference in the name. Uh, but they're kind of like... Uh, <laughs> she's They're going through their own little visions. One's getting buried, one's getting drowned in blood, and then they hear each other... Um, saying the yeah. poem, swan and on about that poem. <laughs> Get over the poem. You're both maybe going to die. Thirty-five years oh, old. I wrote, yeah. I wrote a poem twenty-seven years ago. <laughs> it was top quality. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. Ain't that good? My heart burns there too. Where? Yeah, we got a fat mate. In the fire. <laughs> Shut up, mate. Grow up. They save each other. Oh, yes. And the um. I don't think they smooch, but they're about they're a little bit a little bit smooch. Maybe they do smooch. I can't remember. They smooch a little bit later, don't they? Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then Eddie unfortunately gets impaled as well when Eddie saves uh Richie in the deadlights. He gets impaled by a spider leg. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they they ba- it basically seems like well they're not going to be able to beat him in any way. And then Bill just has a bit of a realization where he goes, maybe we'll just like. Make call him, him believe, call him <laughs> yeah. names, make him believe he's weaker than he is, insult him over. And I don't know how to get to this. So, if someone said earlier, um, 
Oh, well, this is something like um, things can only act in the way they physically are in the world, or something. Something like it's something way smarter than <laughs> they could only. They're, way limit, they're limited by their physical presence in the world, so they think if they make him be something smaller physically, they can they can damage him. Uh, and it's yeah. it's called kind of names. So like you're so small, you're really small. God, how small really are you? Really small. God, you're so small. How small are you? Oh, I'm getting really small. <laughs> it's pretty, it's, it, I can't remember. How, how did they beat him in the book? Is it Macroverse Turtle shit? Um. Well, so Ed is a spider. I think they just they just sort of mur- murk him. <laughs> I think the whole <laughs> thing is like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they put a glass on top of him. <laughs> yeah. Throw him outside. So, um, <laughs> I think making him a spider is kind of make, uh, bringing him into like a physical form. So, and it's like it's like shooting out eggs. So there's gonna be mini Pennywises, and uh, Ben is like stamping on the eggs. And he, um, what's his name gets a leg for him. So he, he does. That's the same. But then I think they just sort of stabbing him and shit. I can't really remember. <laughs> but um, maybe it's more than that. I don't. I think the whole thing of, was making him a spider was making him a physical thing that could be hurt. I think I can't quite remember. Um, it's but pretty, they, it's they pretty make, um, uh, not that clear, abstract in a they, way. They make him shrink into like a little deflating helium balloon. Like bird period, looks like at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, you're weak, you're small, you're, you're just a load of bird shit. You're <laughs> just a little load of bird shit, and I don't care. And they and pull his heart of, out. Yeah, yeah. And they all squash his heart together until like he's dead, you know. Um, but unfortunately, they've lost Richie, he dies. Eddie. They all managed to escape. You know, this is a classic, like, everything collapsing. You know, we've beaten yeah. the boss. Now everything's going to collapse it's a little bit in too on neat. itself. Yeah, a little bit too... But they get out. Safe. But in, in the book, in the book, it's all of Derry, isn't it? Which, like... Pretty much, yeah, yeah. So there's, like, there's floods throughout the entire town and stuff. Like, the sewer, like, all oh, everything kind of collapses in on itself. Yeah, it's, like, more apocalyptic. Jesus. Nice um, place to live, isn't it? Uh, and also, there's, like, that, stuff the house... happening in Derry. There's, like, all the, the... The evil infection is spread everywhere. So I think there's, like... Lots more bad stuff going on, um, so they they all get flushed out into the same. They go to the cliff, don't they? And they, ju- they jump into the water again, like last time. <laughs> yeah. So obviously they're reminiscing about when they were younger. They finally beat Pennywise, but they've lost another of the losers. Um, ben and Bev jump in the water. They have a little kiss underwater. Yeah, I don't know. Just I don't know how good that would be. Yeah. Yeah, you get all the water in your mouth as well, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, spot more. Richie Super. returns to this to the bridge where obviously there's some initials carved in, and it's him and Eddie. So are we meant to believe here, obviously from what you said, that they kind of loved each other, or were they just such good mates? No, no. So Richie loved Eddie. This is the way I took it. Richie loved Eddie, yeah. but he never told Eddie. So he, and at the end, he's scratching in because before he was a kid, he wrote R hearts, but never put the E. It's uh, only after he's died that he goes back and puts the E in. Um, always fall in love always commit realising you love someone and they've just died too late isn't it Um, they all sort of go back to the the day to day Um, so it ends with Bill getting a call from Mike and he says I'm going to go to Florida everything's alright now Um, it's changed in the I do feel like they missed a trick because in the book I know we constantly say it's not the same as the book but in the book um as they put the phone down, they they know that they're starting to forget again, and uh, I think as he puts the phone down, he's like he can't remember who he was on the phone to just then, and it's the whole idea is that sort of anyone could have fought and beat 
a demonic monster in their hometown in their childhood and would have just forgotten about it as they've grown older they would have yeah. just sort of grown past that and sort of um so we might we might have done it mate exactly yeah but that's like the kind of a brilliant thing about the book that kind of feel like got a bit lost here um, yeah that's good but and obviously they they all receive um letters from stanley as well basically explaining that the reason he killed <laughs> from stanley he says i'm gonna ma- excelsior <laughs> True, yeah. true believer. <laughs> I'm going to make a great comic book out of this creature. Spider-Man um, will so return. <laughs> Spider-Man will return. And they go, oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, so basically he explains that he would have held them back, but he knew he could. Def- they could defeat it basically without him if he took himself I mean, off the uh, board. Oh, that's lame. Did he say that? Yeah. He says, like, I killed myself and I took myself off the board. So it wasn't like I just didn't go. I didn't no, turn that's up. That's lame. I, I, think was... he, I think he should have like... because he was too scared. That's the whole point. Isn't yeah. It? That is... It's it like it's like a so it's like a lame excuse. Why couldn't you come? You, are you why couldn't you come? I knew you, you would lose better at football if it wasn't on the team. <laughs> why didn't you come? You said you're gonna come. I didn't come because I was dead. <laughs> That's the best reason. Yeah. All right. I well, you're gonna do better though. laser tag if I wasn't there on the team, shooting at the wrong bits. Yeah, it's the lame excuse. Tag. Yeah. What a letdown. Uh, okay, so I got some trivia. It's quite hard okay. to find trivia. Weirdly, it's quite hard to find trivia for this film. Um, number one, which of the actors in the Losers Club used to actually be a clown? Uh, you don't Bill say Hader? that. Uh, no, you, you get another go. Why not? Um, whoever it was who played Richie. No, whoever <laughs> it was who played Eddie. I was getting those too confused. No, it wasn't. It. it was um, Jay Ryan, the guy who played Ben Hanscom. Oh, I knew it. He got a look about him, didn't he? <laughs> I used um, to be a clown. Number two. Mate, so how bad are trivia websites? I was trying to find trivia to put in this. And sometimes I'll go around the trivia websites to see if there's anything good. I went on one to look at some trivia, and it was like 27 interesting facts about the novel and the film. Number one. The story follows the exploits of seven children as they are terrorized by an eponymous being, which exploits the fear and phobias of its victims in order to disguise itself while hunting its prey. That's not trivia. That's just like a fact <laughs> in the film. Uh, That's just like a bloody part of the book. That's I just can't, like I can't, Ben's going to get that right synopsis. away. Ben's going to get that straight away. I'm not going to ask it. <laughs> and another one, number two in that list was it, it primarily appears in the form of a clown. I'm like, no, he's going to get that one. <laughs> he's definitely going to get that one. Um, oh. So the question was, mate, how bad are trivia websites? <laughs> they're pretty bad. You know? Correct. Um, yeah, I, well I usually go to IMDb, but then they're a bit obvious, aren't they? This one, yeah, they're too obvious. Yeah. Uh, number three. I could tell you the budget of It Chapter 1 was $35 million, but can you tell me what the budget of It Chapter 2 was? $35 million. Let's double it. Let's double it and have five. $75 million. Man, it's really close. It's 60 to $79 million. Oh. So, oh, I don't know why it's uh, oh. this is a variable. Is that there, just, I mean, you got to pay, pay the actors, um, and it's long. I mean, is this the longest horror film? No, I, I, I don't mean that's true. Um, Apart from like, well, no, no. Well, is I mean, it the long? Right, it's definitely like the biggest. One of the biggest, like the biggest, ones. the biggest budget blockbuster yeah. horror films, right? I mean, what else compares to this really? Like are the last ten years, for example. Um. Like it's got to be a sequel to something. So like one of the one yeah. of the Conjuring or the Insidious sequels, or a Soul that. sequel. I don't know. I mean, it's not. 
this feels like an event, you know? It felt like an event. Avengers-style Whereas... event, but, like, no. Yeah. It's, it's not quite as big, but, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, Which this... I think is good. It's good for horror, isn't it? I mean, if we're going to yeah. get, you know, maybe The Stand next. Um... Tell you what, the trailer for Doctor Sleep at the start of this film. Oh, yeah. I was like, that looks yeah. quite good, actually. The trailer for Doctor Sleep, I think we saw it. So I saw it in the cinema before it actually dropped online, yeah. which was nice because I hadn't seen that before. And I thought nice. it, it looked great. Again, another book which I've read where like the way I've pictured it is almost exactly how it was coming together there. Did it really? Okay. So I've not read the book, but so the film, this film looks like it's going to have a lot of the shining film stuff yeah. in it. Was that? And I think not so much in the book, but at yeah. the same time, everything that wasn't the shining stuff. Obviously, this is like an ode to The Shining, really, isn't yeah. it? I think they need to sort of present it as that because everyone yeah. that he knows. Okay, so um, number four. In an interview in July 2017, the child actors from the film, uh, first film, were asked which actors they would choose to play them in the sequel. Two of them were correct with who ended up getting cast. Can you say which two were correct? Well, I'm assuming the biggest names because you wouldn't just name some, some run... So I'm assuming James McAvoy and uh, Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain was one of them. Sophia Lillis uh, said she wanted Jessica Chastain. Finn Wolfhard was the other one who said, suggested Bill Oh, Hader. Bill Hader. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be known actor. I'm sure Mike, the guy, kid who played Mike would have gone, that bloody bloke out of Old Spice. There's actor. a guy who used to be a clown uh, <laughs> before he was an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd be great. And get him. Get yeah. him. He used to be a clown. Yeah, the Old Spice guy as well. Um so last one, which actress appears in both films playing different characters? Um, it was Eddie's mum who, and he, Eddie's mum was the same actress as playing his wife, and I noticed that immediately. That's I don't correct, know who yeah. her name is. Uh, uh, Molly Atkinson plays Myra yeah. Kasprak, Eddie's wife, I went, as well as. Sonny I went like this. I went. This is what I did. I saw it. I went. That's the same actress as played his wife, and someone shut up. <laughs> There's a few, there's a few things um, like the chemist. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the same guy from the first one, but I, it's been so long yeah. since I've seen the first one, I can't it's remember. Definitely, the, it's definitely the same guy from the first one. And there's also his daughter or whatever she is, yeah, um, grown up, still chewing a bloody chewing gum, bad yeah. for your teeth. Cool little detail. It, it makes Derry kind of feel like a real, real place when they have stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah that's it, man. Yeah, I think you got them all sort of right. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> we need to rate the film. We got. I haven't even thought about this. I don't know what I'm going to go with. Um, I, can't remember what, I can't remember what I gave it, Chapter 1. But um, it didn't feel like it as much of a well-rounded experience as Chapter 1 did. Again, it felt like they were going over old ground. But I still did really enjoy it. And I think it's yeah. just because we got more of these characters and more Pennywise. So I felt, even though it didn't feel perhaps as, as well-rounded as it could have done, I still enjoyed it for what it was. Um, yeah. So I'd probably mm. give it like a... a a, a B? Older, but not penny wiser, you could say. Uh, well, I think, I think I was quite uh, keen on the first one. I think I must have given it an A or something. A minus, probably, something like that. This one, not so much. I thought it was a lot of fun. You're right, but you don't get films like this. Massive horror blockbuster event film. And it did it really yeah. well. I mean, I enjoyed it. I just think they should have gone to other places. They should have maybe scrapped that ending from the book completely and done something. Yeah. quite different because you can't do the same thing again uh but there you go yeah yeah that's it oh uh, well, i need to rate it i haven't rated it. c plus 
No, so what you giving it? A B, a B minus. B minus. Got to be B minus. B minus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can. I could deal with that. I could deal with that. I think that's fair. And yeah. So uh, next week we're doing scary stories. Yeah. So we've been trying to do a lot of the newer releases, and we're trying to keep on top of it. It's been there's been a lot lately, which is nice. So scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. Hell yeah. Look forward to it. And I think maybe Invasion of Body Snatchers or maybe do an older one or something. Uh... Yeah, so I think, well, we've got Ready or Not not long after that as well, oh, so we might have to do bed. that. Or <laughs> yeah. Shit okay. in the bed. Yeah, so there's a lot of good stuff coming out at the minute. It's good. Okay. Yeah. So the show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Uh, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovac Camera for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners and the people on the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. And thanks to my co-host, Ben, for being all right, our dude. Thank you, Luke, as always. Right. Bye. Bye now. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.